March 12th at uh, 6.07 p.m. This is the meeting of the Board of Directors to conduct business of the association. There are two homeowner forums, one at the beginning for items on the agenda and one at the end for other matters related to the Providence HOA. These forums are for you, the homeowners, to bring forth any topics or ideas you wish the Board of Directors and management to consider. Please understand that no action may be taken on said items unless they are on the agenda for tonight and are deemed, or are deemed necessary, uh, like an emergency. Also in accordance with Nevada Revised Statute, this meeting is being audio recorded. It is not being video recorded and should not be video recorded by anybody. Homeowners may request a copy of this recording for management after the meeting. Uh, there are certainly a lot of uh, cute little cell phone noises and such. We ask that you silence your cell phones for the duration of the meeting. And thank you. Let's stand now for the Pledge of Allegiance. Vice President. Mark Myers, Treasurer. Neil Merrill, Secretary. Tyler McDowell, Director. And to my right, we have Larry Hartman, our Community Manager. Larry, please introduce your staff. We have Tasha DeBilla, she's the Assistant Community Manager, and Felicia McMillan, she is the Director of Operations. In the, we have Michael Schulman, he is Corporate Counsel for the Association. In the back, we have Jeremy McLean, he's the Vice President of Class Fulfillment for CCMC. And Michael Lyons, he is the account manager for Securitas. We do have a quorum, so the meeting will be called to order. Uh, we'll begin part one of my favorite part of the night, the resident open forum. Now, our last board meeting lasted about three hours. Uh, while I love hearing from the homeowners, we have to be cognizant of everyone's time. So we put in a time limit of three minutes per homeowner and 30 minutes for total for this session of the uh, meeting. Um, this is new to us, so please forgive us if we don't get it right. Um, now the board responding will count towards that 30 minutes, so in the interest of not taking away time from you, the homeowners, you may see the board decline to speak. Um, it's going to be perhaps hardest for me because I like talking and I like engaging with you all, uh, sometimes to my detriment, I guess, but uh, I'm going to give them the best shot. Everyone saw on the sign-in sheet at the front, I hope you did sign in. Uh, if you didn't sign in and don't get a chance to speak, or if you did get a chance to sign in but we run out of time, please forward your comments to the management staff and then they can get them to the board and we can address them correctly, directly. So we're gonna call on people to check the box that they'd like to speak in order and then we'll even have one on deck. So just because you're allotted the three minutes doesn't mean you have to take that time. If you speak for one minute or 30 seconds, that means more time for everybody else to speak. Um, you come up to the podium, uh, everyone seated, please respect the person at the podium, that's the person who has the floor and that's be the person speaking, please allow them their time. When you address the board, please state your name and which sub-association that you live in. And most of all, remember that we are all neighbors, okay? We live together in this wonderful community. Um, we don't always agree and that's okay. My wife and I don't always agree, I still love her. My dad and I, we don't always agree. But he's my dad, right? So here, 
I believe we all want the same thing, and that's to make Providence better. With that, we'll start the clock and call the first and second person. We'll start with um, Erica Woolley. Would you like to speak, or would you like to cede your time? Um, I have questions. Okay. This is for the before, not the after. For the this is yes, for the, the agenda. The agenda okay. forum. Uh, first question is, uh, can I auto audio record, permission to audio record? Yes. You and can. can I place the cell phone on the table? Yes. Is that okay? Second question is, with the three minutes, is it possible for other residents after the um, meeting is adjourned, um, if we can, if somebody can um, give you their three minutes of their time? I have an eight-minute speech, which is why I'm requesting that. So the, would you like to answer? Yeah, the Robert Rules. So the, um, the revised Robert Rules of Order of the Association does allow an individual to cede their three minutes uh, to an, another individual. Okay. So if another resident that comes up would like to cede their three minutes to you, then by all means they are able to. Uh, however, if they do not, then it would be the three minutes. Um, you can have my three. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I have an eight it's, minutes. It's per, it, as we go down the list. So the next up is Scott uh, Headland. So if Scott would like to see his three minutes to you, uh, then he certainly can. Uh, otherwise, well, I'm, I'm the first person that talks at the end of it because I'm the first person that signed in. Because So nobody's right. going to be able to, to see their time to me because they're going to be further down the list. Mm -hmm. can, can she drop to the bottom of the list? Can you put me at the bottom of the list so that other people can check off the box so that I can have eight minutes to talk? We have 15 individuals that have asked to speak in the second homeowner open forum, so if you'd like to drop to number 15 on that one, then certainly, and if we have enough time, then absolutely. Okay, and I encourage anybody else that wants to speak to check off the box so that I can have eight minutes to say my piece. Thank you. Scott. And Erica, remind us again which community you live in. Northern Terrace. I'm Scott Hedlund. I live in uh, Highgate of Providence. On the agenda item under action item A, acknowledge action in lieu of meeting. Acknowledge action on what? Oh, would we the, get to The agenda is supposed to be clear enough so we know what you guys are talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about on that item. What? what what action it was taken that you need to acknowledge? Is that on the line? Yes. Okay. That the corporate, nice the corporate resolution. Agenda. I think it's down below there. Okay. I, that's, I thought that was a different item. I do want to make a comment on the loan. Um, I look back in the minutes. Nowhere in the minutes does it say the amount of the loan. And uh, it was the, the first time the bid was discussed was in the May 9th meeting. And the second time it was discussed is in the July 11th meeting when uh, it was agreed the board approved to go with Mutual Omaha Bank. Um, nowhere in there does it say amounts. I've heard up to 1.5 million. I've heard only 500,000. Um, part of the problem is why you have so many people showing up is because your, your minutes and meetings, your, your minutes and your agenda are so vague that it's hard to follow what the heck action the board's taken. Um, other than that, I'd like to see my minute 43 to the lady Thank right you. here at the end of the meeting. Thanks. Appreciate it. Next is Laura Chapman. And after that will be. And then next will be uh, Steve Ginsburg, but it says N, so I don't know if that's yes or no. But Laura, go ahead. Okay. Is it starting now? 
Sure, we have the person on the no problem. We'll give you the extra time. Go ahead. Start it over. 
Wait. Okay. I was a board president. Can I have the association that you're part Yeah, Monta Seller. I just moved in last year. Welcome. So, um, I was a board president. I know there are decisions you have to make. Um, some good, some bad, and you are trying, and I get to make this a nice place. However, I kind of think you're going overboard on your spending. You're not watching. The reserve money isn't going where it should go. I had a reserve bank. Honored that today. Built. That money wasn't touched until something like the sprinklers went bad. And then I had the money to go pay for it. I never had to raise the dues. I watched dues like a hawk. Because those are my people. These are who you're supposed to represent. And you know, you want to do it? Fine. You know, I see what's going on. Guys, wine and cheese at these little open houses. Three grand at a night at a restaurant? Really? Where in this room has everybody been there? I don't know. I have. I, I just, guys, you need listen to some of the people here and pull back. That's all I'm saying. You know what? You go in a budget crisis mode and you say, can we do this? Do we have to do this? And then you say, no. Fireworks? You know what? I still watch seven different fireworks with my binoculars at the house, and not one was a problem. When you don't need stuff like that, when you can't meet your budget, unless you raise your budget so high that it's not equaling what's coming in. So that's all. I just want you to be more prudent. It's that simple. And then I will support you wholeheartedly. Just be prudent with our money. That's all I ask. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lori Jamie? Who's that for Lori? And then. Ben, Peppa. Eric, could you have a topic for the agenda or a general topic? I have a general. Okay, so you want to do it at the end then? Yes, I want to have as many minutes as possible. Sure, yeah, let's <laughs> make sure we're covering I think I'm up to eight, I'm not sure though. I think you are. Okay, I can bend all the way over there. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. You can adjust up. To summarize the situation, two major projects need to be complete. The Huckleberry Park expansion and the irrigation needs to be replaced. The board saw that there was not there was not enough money to cover these projects, and so raised our dues. Upon closer examination of the budget, homeowners quickly realized that hundreds of thousands of dollars were being wasted on non-essential items. This is where the outrage begins. We have debated, until we're blue in the face, the difference of opinions on what is essential and what is not. To be abundantly clear, the board must follow the law and what the HOA requires to use the funds first. Then they can add the extra. However, it's been backwards for quite some time. Funds are provided for the extras, and when there is a legitimate need for the community's infrastructure, there's not enough money. That is just plain irresponsible, and the residents see it whether the board wants to admit it or not. Accusations are made by the board and management for residents not doing enough to solve this issue. We have attended board meetings, volunteers, written emails, letters, filed complaints, and held private meetings. What more are you wanting us to do? At what point are there enough people complaining to see that there is a problem here? The argument that if you don't vote, you don't get an opinion is asinine. Of course we get an opinion. Any homeowner that gets to, that pays to the HOA is automatically entitled to an opinion on those dues, on how those dues are used. Why haven't we attended board meetings in the past? Low attendance in board meetings? Suggest trust in the board. I don't need to attend meetings in which I feel the board is making correct decisions. Now we have a people attending and you're telling us it's too late. That isn't right. We're attending because the trust is gone. We feel we need to come and voice our concerns to watch and watch your every move because it's our money you're handling and you're doing it poorly. Volunteer. I did. And I was railroaded. 
I was outnumbered by members that had the same mentality that spending is okay no matter the cost. The comments made and the complete disregard for costs of extras blew me away. At one point, I was accused of being un-American, and another asked if I even knew how to do a budget. I do, but clearly they do not. About one committee member took my suggestion seriously and accused me of being a small minority, which I know is not the truth. I was trying to compromise and to represent homeowners who feel they are not being hurt. So what's the point of volunteering if no one is willing to compromise with each other? I was laughed at, scoffed, talked down to, and silent all through the last meeting. Ultimately, the committee doesn't make any decisions. The board does. I have jumped through all of the hoops to do this correctly, and the board has dug their heels and started trying to avoid admitting they made a mistake with our money. It's insulting to me and the hundreds of homeowners I'm trying to represent. We want more frugal spending, and the board likes to use phrases like maintain property values and pay for the experience and cost of living goes up. This is why there is a recall. Homeowners have done everything they can think of to get the board to back the responsible spending with zero action. Please take that action tonight. Thank you very much. The Ben Peppa, and after that, and then Marie Sugar. Okay, great. So we'll have Erica then. Ben speaking. I'll take my time. I'll take this time. Okay. So then that would be Marie. Marie. You see? Okay. Um. So. So since Erica's point, Erica's comments are pertaining to an open item, not to an agenda item, it is up to the board on whether or not to allow to open up the first home or open forum for those items. Do we have time for this first Does anybody minutes? else want to speak on an agenda item who is on the list? How far are we along? Oh. Yeah, you've got 20 minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Erica, let it go. This will be the last speaker of this session. My name is Erica and I live in Northern Terrace. After the dues increase, I am paying a combined HOA dues of $2,000 a year. I applied to be on the Finance Committee and hope to assume that role later this month, depending on how this meeting turns out. Our HOA completed a reserve study in 2016. On January 1st, 2016, our reserves were funded at 133%. The study recommended a bare minimum of $16,250 a month. Instead of following these guidelines, our board in 2017 only raised our reserves to $7,000 a month, less than half of what was recommended. Our reserves dropped 73% in just four years, which is why we were subjected to a 20% increase. If we had kept the social events budget the same from 2017, through to 2019, as we did in 2016, we would have saved $118,833. Instead, our lifestyle activities increased from $143,732 in 2016 to $239,859 in 2019. These calculations include event revenue. We paid nearly $100,000 more in 2019 than we did in 2016, just for social events. The total for social events in 2019 was actually larger than what we paid for in landscape maintenance. It is estimated half a million dollars will be put on a line of credit to pay for Huckleberry Park. Residents were never consulted on the decision to use approximately $2.26 million of our dues to pay for it. 
The $1.2 million irrigation project will be completed until 2024, as we don't have the funds to complete more than one phase a year. Our water bill for 2019 went $84,000 over budget. With not getting the irrigation project done sooner, we will continue to pay higher water bills and risk getting fines from the water district. In 2016, we spent $18,024 <laughs> on seasonal decorations, but in 2019, we spent 51,716. The same year, our dues increased. At the last finance committee meeting, Lori proposed eliminating just July decorations and the other committee members rejected that. A finance committee member said he wants to double our decorations budget. This would equate to over $100,000 in seasonal decorations alone. Lori asked about our community outreach donations to third parties. In 2016, only $250 was spent on community outreach. And by the end of 2019, our HOA spent $2,742. We currently have $20,550 available for 2020. Lori asked why Dibbich Elementary is allocated $250 and Bozarth Elementary is allocated $500. She was not given an answer. Under miscellaneous donations, it was revealed we gave $500 to a police chair and hopes to improve our relationship with the police. Lori asked to review our cost for Volunteer Appreciation Night. It is currently budgeted at $6,500 or over $100 a person. In 2019, we spent over $3,000 for volunteers to go to Magliano's restaurant. Lori suggested ordering in from a place like Cafe Rio instead. The rest of the Finance Committee said they don't think that there is anything wrong with our budget. It was through Lori's persistence, the committee decided to recommend a review of web hosting costs of $30,526 a year. The committee also recommended getting rid of the Providence Post the glossy magazines as they cost $53,000 a year. Our budget needs further examination line by line. We need to be more mindful of residents who are on fixed incomes as well as the overall financial health of our association. The board, our committees, and management claim our views do not represent the majority of residents. However, all we are asking for is to be more fiscally responsible. The $10 a month increase was not a cost of living increase. If that were true, there would not have been years in the past where we had so much money, we could refund assessments to the entire community. We are told residents should get more involved, which many of us have, but since we've, been, we've gotten more involved, we are told we shouldn't have an equal say because we weren't involved before. Or we are told we aren't the majority, despite the fact there has been no official polling over how we spend our money. You can't have it both ways. If you're going to make decisions based on the views of those who show up, then we should be given the same power. I would like to address a statement our board president, Walt Dietrich, posted last night at 10 o'clock on the Providence Facebook page that has over 4,800 members. His post was partisan and unprofessional. The post was led with, there are some homeowners who want to change the Providence lifestyle. That is, they want to cancel all events, including the Star Spangled Banner, July 4th celebration, do away with holiday decorations. Currently, Providence does patriotic decorations for Memorial Day to the Independence Day 
and for the winter holidays such as Christmas, a lemonade courtesy patrol and more. At the end of his post, he concludes by saying, the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. A graphic with a sign saying change ahead, no courtesy patrol, no events, no decorations was advertised in his post. He claims that people don't show up to say something, residents are going to lose all of these things. I've gone to any meeting and nobody has proposed getting rid of everything. We have always maintained we are willing to compromise, but the board does not want to make additional cuts than what's on the agenda. Walt purposely misrepresented our positions and used scare tactics to cause an online riot. It was chaos with the intention of promoting his agenda at this meeting. When our board pres president is actively campaigning against residents, he is in breach of his duty to represent the interests of our entire community. Walt's post not only demonstrates poor judgment, but liability for residents. Recently, a resident who spoke out against the board had their house vandalized. Walt knows this as he saw the post online, but decided to post his own rhetoric. We need a board president who is going to provide adequate leadership and represent everyone's needs in our community. Walt's post proves evidence he is actively trying to divide our community instead of trying to unify it. I can only imagine what is being said about us behind closed doors or offline. I would like permission to give a copy of Walt's post to both management and the other board members so they can see for themselves how our board president is representing the association. How much time do we have left, Tasha? Uh, I just, oh. just cancelled it because you just said that was the last one. Okay, no, I know. Yeah. No, right. <coughs> okay, with that, we will close the resident open forum. Yeah. Why? Why are we closing the first oh. forum? <laughs> we asked earlier if anybody Why else had anything to speak. This is for the agenda items. Hey, Rod. I was going to make is this. A, is it an agenda item, Rod? Uh, just a general speech. Go ahead, get it out. Well, let's let's, go. let's go. I was going to suggest that we Rod. take that time and put it to the resident open forum at the end, the extra Rod. time. We're going to do general topics at the last session, please, after we do the board business. So not now. You'll Correct. Be, you'll be first then. Okay. Thank you. My mistake. Is there anyone with an agenda item? Go topic? next. Everyone said no before. Does anyone have an agenda item topic they'd like to talk about? We have three more minutes left. Okay, window of business, then we'll open up the general Providence topics. Thank you. Okay, so we have this uh, action item, acknowledge action in lieu of a meeting. Mm -hmm. Larry? Read, read the background. This is the unanimous consent of adoption of resolutions of the Board of Directors for the Mutual of Omaha Law. Can you speak up, please? Sorry, forgot the mic was broken. Unanimous consent of adoption of resolutions of the Board of Directors for the Mutual of Omaha Loan. The Board of Directors, by unanimous consent, adopted the resolutions of the Board of, of the Board for the Mutual of Omaha Loan on January 24, 2020. This is to acknowledge that action in lieu of a meeting. Okay. Next, we have item B, 
just acknowledge homeowner corresponding correspondence alleging violations of law and or the governing documents pursuant to item I corporate resolutions for association loan documents we can read all three of them. item two board of directors response to homeowners question during homeowner open forum at the January 9th 2020 meeting item three I Board of Directors' lack of corrective response to homeowner question during homeowner open forum at the January 9th, 2020 meeting. <clears throat> doing all your work today. Back in summary? Yep. The association has received correspondence alleging the Board of Directors is in violation of the governing documents and or the following. Item 1, NRS 116.3103, parentheses 1, the signing of the loan documents that included the resolutions of the Board of Directors. Item 2, NRS 116.31031 during the Homeowner Open Forum at the January 9, 2020 meeting. Item 3, NRS 116.31031, the lack of a corrective response to the homeowner comment during the open, Homeowner Open Forum at the January 9, 2020 meeting. In accordance with NRS 116.31087, Homeowners may request that items are placed on the executive board meeting agenda that are alleged violations of NRS or the governing documents. The board of directors acknowledges the homeowner correspondence alleging they are in violation of NRS 116.31031. The board of directors will consult with corporate counsel on these issues and respond accordingly. Next we have board reports starting with the community manager report okay so as of the end of january the escrows closed for the month of 20 uh, for january 2020 were 5635 homes management sent out 61 welcome packets to new owners during the month of december and a total of 1140 owners are signed up for electronic statements Is there any other information that the board would like from management for the report okay Next, we have the new business, acknowledged resignation of committee members. So in your packet, um, we had two uh, committee members that have resigned from their committees. Uh, we have Jackie DeMeo has resigned from the Social Lifestyle Committee, and Frank Katara has resigned from the Finance Committee. So we are requesting that the board acknowledge that these uh, two individuals have resigned from those committees. Acknowledge. Thank you. Next, we have review and consider whoops, removal of committee members. Um, so, Mr. Patrick J. Blank II has not attended a meeting of the DRC or NAC and has not communicated with a member of management or, or the committee. Uh, so, management is requesting uh, at the behest of those committees that a motion be uh, entertained to remove this individual from those committees. Motion to remove that individual. Just to be clear, he's missed multiple meetings. Correct. Okay. I, I, read, I read it has not attended. So never been to one period. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Remove. Motion to remove. Howard seconded the motion. Okay. There you go. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Any opposed? <clears throat> Next we have item C, review and consider election committee charter. So in your packet is the 2020 election committee charter and election timeline for your review and uh, approval if that if deemed appropriate. So has the board had a chance to review the election 
well, we re approved the timeline previously, and here's the election committee charter. If you guys are going to talk without a mic, you have to speak up. Again. Thank you please, for reminding me. I please, will try to remember. So please understand, this is a meeting of the board of directors to conduct business of the association. So they are going to try their best to make sure that everybody can hear. However, if you are not able to hear, you are able to request an audio recording after the meeting. Has the board had a chance to review? Yes. Yes. The, the timeline was previously uh, provided to the board and was approved. But now we would entertain a motion to approve this charter. Should it please the board? I'll move to approve this, the election committee charter. I will second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Thank you. Next we have item D, review and consider committee appointments. So in your meeting packet is a list of the individuals that are seeking reappointment and appointment to your various committees for the board to review and consider. Has the board had a chance to review these committee appointments? I know their volunteer statements are in there. Please keep in mind that um, each committee does have a limit uh, cap on the amount of individuals that are able to be appointed to the committee. Can you give me the limits? DRC is seven, finance committee is five, NAC at 29, social at seven, and election at five. Well, DRC is the easy one, right? Oh, you did. Did you? Did you? Did you? Do you have your? Uh, the packet? Yeah. No. Do you have your board back? Yeah, I got, well, I got everything. Right? Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So right. Looking at these, there are more people interested than the charters currently allowed members, correct? Correct. And how many of these committees are affected by the staff turnover? All. All. Hmm. So are we completing all? So in your packet is included all the individuals that are seeking reappointment and all the individuals that are seeking appointment to your various committees. When you said the DRC was easy, it's because it's already full. That your statement? Well, they got room. They got room for somebody. And that neighborhood's not represented on the DRC currently. Is the DRC like the neighborhood advisory committee? They'd like a representative from each neighborhood. No, no, not necessarily. But I, I think that that's, uh, I think that only serves to benefit. Yeah. You know, every neighborhood doesn't look the same. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. With the. Um, should we go by committee by committees? I think so. A blanket approval. I think so. To Neil's point, there's also some question as to uh, 
appointing new people to the committee with the staff, the staff changeover. Um, for those that don't know, there's a couple of our staff members, actually several, that have been promoted or have left the company. And so it's changing the dynamic of the office or potentially changing. DRC is still easy because Felicia goes to those meetings. So here in our packet, we have one extra person that's not currently on the DRC. Mm -hmm. Would you want to approve that person then or make a motion to? I would uh, motion to, yes, approve Kate's application to serve on the DRC. I'll second that. Any uh, discussion on that motion? On the charter, how many in the DRC? It's seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. You're right. That's easy. Yeah. Any discussion about that motion? All in favor? Uh, Aye. Aye. Uh, if we go down the list, we have the Finance Committee. Hold on a second. Lori, you're on the Finance Committee, Lori. Uh, you already met in March? No, no, we met in February. You have not met in March yet. Okay. So, okay. Are, are you aware of any specific important, I know it's all important, but budgeting topics for 2021 at the March meeting or April meeting? Yes, the next two meetings. Are you aware of any 2021? Budget topic. No, no, I'm talking about the finance committee's work on the Providence budget for next year. Are you aware, and you might not because the meetings are in the future, of specific conversations for next year's budget at the upcoming two meetings? You're just not aware. There's no agenda yet, is that it? Okay, very good. I'm just trying to get someone on the committee just to answer that question. Are you aware of the topics of the next two finance committee meetings yet? The finance committee, um, the, the topics of discussion will be the options for the post, the Providence Post. They have requested to, re to see those from the, uh, the printer. And then um, the only other item that offhand that I can think of would be the reviewing of your February financials because they will be released by then. Okay. Uh, that will cover the next two finance meetings? Correct. Your finance committee meeting, your finance committee uh, budget process begins primarily in July once your June financials are released. So you have six months of actuals. In July. Correct. Okay. Um, so given the, those topics and the ability for guests, given and the staff turnover, I want to make a motion that we review any additions and changes to charter size and new applicants to the main meeting. Because it, it wasn't on this meeting where we wanted to change the charter size and increasing or decreasing membership. We haven't done that. There's new staff. We'll be dealing with the committees. They might have some good ideas on committee size and committee uh, efficiency and things of that nature. Uh, so my recommendation is we tackle this in May before and when we approve. I don't know if we're doing it or not, but there's more people than there are open spaces. The, uh, the the new folks might think that's a great idea. They might recommend it's a bad idea. I don't know if it's good or bad, or doesn't find anything pressing in, in March or April. And meanwhile, any homeowner can attend any committee meeting. It sounds like they're attending and, and participating, um, and, and wouldn't be missing anything for the next two months. Unfortunately, during this time, this is this is supposed to be for board for the board of directors to conduct business. So it's not open. It is not an open comment period. So, so we have a motion on the table to postpone the appointment to the finance committee and to review the charters at the May meeting. Is there a second? This is supposed to be changed in January. I'll second. Thank you. So there is a second by Mark. 
Or is there any discussion for the motion that's on the table to the appointment of anybody to the finance committee? Is there is there any discussion pertaining to the motion on the table? No. So I just want to make sure with this motion we're going to change. We're going to be we're going to be able to change the number of members. It's going to be on the agenda for the May meeting. Correct. So that is that's been Neil's motion to review the charters at your May meeting. Yeah. I, I, to echo a sentiment, I thought it was going to be on this meeting, actually. It should have been but, this meeting, yes. But it is not. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Then you have Neighborhood Advisory Committee. Oh, I thought Neil was saying that for all four. We voted on every other one, but the, but the one for Keith for the RC. Okay, I apologize. So that was that. That was your motion is to postpone the remainder of your of your committee. So your finance committee, your neighborhood advisory, social lifestyle, and your election committee. Correct. All of them correct. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that point of clarification. Item E: Review and consider social lifestyle committee 2020 events recommendation. So in your packet is the proposed revised 2020 social lifestyle calendar that has been um, recommended for approval by your social lifestyle committee and your finance committee. Uh, this is a savings, uh, or this is a reduction of the budgeted uh, expense of about $80,000. And how many fewer events? I counted 47 less events. 47 fewer events. For from 90 that were on the calendar. Were there from 90, so about half the number of events for the remainder of 2020? Correct. Okay. okay, I'll move to approve the revised event calendars recommended by the Social Lifestyle and Finance Committee. I'll second. Any discussion? I, I was thinking that in my head because uh, I think there's a still further that we can cut. Um, last year, when the calendar was presented to us, there was not necessary for the board to approve it. There was no motion. Just this is what the Social Lifestyle Committee presented. And now, because it is a drastic change, it is presented to the board to approve, which I think is wonderful. And uh, but as I said, the calendar wasn't approved by the board last year. It's approved now to make sure we all know that it's the budget or the uh, calendar is being cut. And again, it, it's fluid. We can cut it further. We can alter events. Uh, there was one event that was talked of that was several thousand dollars, and we eliminated a few things, and it was much reduced cost. So uh, I think that we will do that, uh, go through these items and, and cut it even further, not just the, the line item, um, let's say uh, Medicare information session. Just an example, I'm not saying we will, but if that goes away and we save $500 or whatever was budgeted for that item, I think that's fantastic. And, and well, I, we went through each event, we went through each and every event, and also all the events that's on this calendar, it's not, yeah, we some some things we have to pay for, right? So some things are just uh, like vendors. If vendors come in and they pay us, we don't. We don't. Exactly. So uh, exactly. We went through each one. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Howard is the liaison to the social lifestyle committee. Well, I don't think we need to make a motion for you to go back and ask them to take a. No, 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 not at all. No, but it, no. it doesn't mean we can't act on this now, but we oh, can. We definitely. Can I'm saying act on this now and throughout the year, we can make more cuts. We can, like you said, Howard, 
we can events coming up and like you know what maybe we don't need to spend this money on it and we can reduce the cost further as an example the new neighbor meet and greets are budgeted at thirty two hundred dollars for the year well that involves having the caterer come out and that kind of thing but if we just set out some danishes with coffee then people can come and meet and greet and the cost is minimal right that's what i'm talking about cost savings overall and each event could be done that way oh, and that's the point we have a new social lifestyle um director director coming on board here soon and, oh, and we'll uh, meet with hopefully they'll have some fresh ideas on, on, the, on the calendar so i believe we have a motion and a second is that correct correct any further discussion all right all in favor Aye. 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 next we have a review and consider the website app proposal so at the Board of Directors October 24, 2019 meeting, the board approved one additional year for the use of the Providence Reporter app through Acela or public stuff uh, with the direction from the management team to look for an alternate solution for the community to consider replacement for that system. Uh, management staff has been working with the current website provider Club Essential to provide an, app, an alternative app for the board's consideration. Uh, Club Essential's app would mirror uh, the website and would be integrated with reporting features for resident use to report community issues. This app would be able to provide metrics including total downloads, installs, active devices, crashes, and deletions. Additionally, the app would allow the association to utilize push notification technology to advise residents of community information. An additional feature of the push notification for consideration would be the beacon technology. Um, so the association would be able to, if you choose that module, be able to set up five beacons throughout the community, such as at the parks, and any individual that would go into that area of the beacon that has Bluetooth enabled on their phone would get that push notification for that beacon. So case in point, Huckleberry Park, if any individual that had this app had the, had the push notifications uh, put on or turned on, uh, when they got within 125 feet of that beacon, they would get the push notification that could say anything from, welcome to Huckleberry Park, here's what's going on in the park, or welcome to Huckleberry Park, these are the, these are the amenities that are currently closed, we apologize for the inconvenience, things of that nature. Um, so essentially the initial setup fees for this, uh, for this new app would be $5,000, and the, um, the total annual fee would be $5,400. So it would, be a, it would actually, for the first year, be a wash with the Acela app. Any year after that, it would, it would, be, it would cost us less than what the Acela app will cost. And provide greater functionality. Correct. So the person on, on the beacon, um, they would have to have their Bluetooth on and for the app have push notifications on to receive these messages. Is that how you're conceiving it will work without testing it? Correct. Have it been tested yet? We have not. We can ask them for a trial and we can, we can field test it, absolutely. Obviously, the association's Acela app uh, contract goes through October. So the you, public stuff. Yeah, the, the public stuff, reporter. the province reporter app goes through October. So the association does, the board has time to do that testing. We are prevent, we're presenting this to you now so that you can engage in that conversation on whether or not this is the direction you'd like to go or whether or not you'd like us to go look for another option. The reason why we looked at this option is because we are currently utilizing the service provider, and so instead of adding another platform to our already various platforms, this would allow us to use one platform to serve multiple purposes. So the recommendation would be to add this when the other one, the other contract expires. Correct. Which would result in year two saving. Correct. Okay. I would recommend testing it first. <laughs> yeah. Testing it out. Yeah, there's no 
action to take today. So is there a motion to postpone this to your May meeting then so that we can do the testing? There's a motion to postpone until May. Yes. Thank you. Is there a second? Second. Any discussion? So we're not spending any money. Correct. Okay, because without knowing anything about the app and how it works, and um, our Providence Reporter app hasn't been used as much as we all like it to be used. Uh, uh, Courtesy Patrol used to use it a lot. Now they have their own system that they use. Um, so I, at this point, without knowing the app very well, I'm opposed to spending money on something that's not used very well, uh, very much. And I've been a big supporter of the Providence Reporter app, but the fact is people aren't using it. So I just want to make sure that's said. We're not spending any money right now to test the app. Okay. Any other discussion? Mm -mm. Uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Next, we have review and consider Securitas contract addendum. So at the Board of Directors October meeting, the board did approve the change of the or a new addendum for the uh, contract for Securitas. Uh, the board has asked that we bring back the other addendum of placing the account manager in the P1 vehicle for 16 hours a week, um, essentially removing them from the office for those 16 hours. So that would be that would bring the total 2020 estimated total of the contract to $821,190.31. But this would be a reduction. Correct. This would be a reduction to what the association anticipates right now, which is $843,931.69. The bottom line is that if this proposal were to pass, we'd save nearly $23,000 a year. Correct. By taking somebody out of the office and Michael. putting them in the street, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So well, the manager would be doing office work three days and field work two days. Yeah. basically eliminate one person, right? We'd eliminate someone who's currently in the field for 16 hours a week and use the manager to cover that time at a $22,000 annual savings. It may not be two days, it may be four hours here, four it's hours here. No, it's, 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 it's two, two, two eight-hour shifts. Yes. I'd like to make a motion that we switch to the reduced hours of management and office at the $22,000 plus savings. I will second that. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Next, we have item H, review and consider courtesy patrol services project assignment to NAC, Neighborhood Advisory Committee. So it is the year for the courtesy patrol services to go out to bid for contract. Um, so in the past, the association, the board of directors has utilized the Neighborhood Advisory Committee to do the late work for this project, um, which includes the our review and revising of the RFP for services to be presented to the board for you to uh, to direct management to send out for bid, for sealed bid, as well as the vetting of the qualified bidders um, so that then they would meet with those contractors to see whether or not they are qualified to provide services to Providence. Um, and then to provide their findings to the board of directors for you to consider with the opening of those bids. Similar to what the board of directors did with the park committee with the contractors for the park bill. What What's the argument against doing that? Well, why don't we put it on the floor? No, first. Just need just need I need, there needs to be a motion. I'll make a motion to um, 
assigned to the Neighborhood Advisory Committee to review and consideration of the Courtesy Patrol RFP. My question is that that seems yeah that seems pretty simple yeah, yeah we should be asking as many people as possible. Well, that's exactly what the Neighborhood Advisory Committee is for. Right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. So there's a motion and a second. Any, Any other discussion? Mm -hmm. All in favor? Aye. 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 Next, we have review and consider bollard removal and replacement proposals. Um, so I will take the floor on that. Felicia. Um, thank you. Um, so we have had the bollards that are on the promenade. Um, I read a report from being the director of operations position from January 2019 to February 2020, and there have been a total of 109 reports of either the bollards not working or them being vandalized. Um, with that, we went out to bid, we went out to four contractors, of the four contractors, which are MCOR Lighting, M5, Electric, and Crescent Electric, we received two bids back. Um, I am asking the board, I don't know if anybody wants to open them, but I do have two still bids in order to consider removing those ballers and replacing them with actual light fixtures, either consistent to what we currently have at the promenade to ensure that we are getting the lighting for safety um, and to um, mitigate those uh, expenses in regards to either getting those lights back on or replacing um, the ballers or parts within those walls. So I'm asking the board if somebody wants to open the bids or if you guys are okay with people. Okay, well, what we normally do, I like the motion that we open the bids, but then we table this till next meeting so we have the chance to review those. So is there a second to open the bids? Second. The directly said to do it? Yes. Any discussion on that? All in favor? Aye. Aye. We directed Felicia to do it. She's going to open them and then she'll get back to us when she's ready. So you can stay with us at the meeting. While she's doing that, we'll move on to the next item. We'll come back to that. So we're going to table this. Yeah, she'll give us the results of the bids when I need she's a motion to now table this. Well, I'm back part of my motion. Okay. Part of part of part of part of you, I'll make a motion. I'll save this till later in the meeting. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Next, we have review and consider arbor and trellis paint repair proposals. Um, with that, we did go out to bid to three contractors. No one has provided us with a bid as of yet, so I'd like to um, request that the board a motion to propose, postpone this until May. Was, did you receive a reason for not getting the bids? I have not. You gave them ample time. Mm -hmm. um, should I we go out to more companies? Yeah, so I will definitely be reaching out to other companies utilized by CAI um, and just to see if like, we can get bids back. Are so, we limited to the CAI vendors? No, not necessarily, but they do have a directory as far as vendors that we can utilize. So. Okay, so. Motion to uh, consider in May. Postpone to May. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 We have unfinished business. Review and consider January 9th, 2020 Board of Directors meeting minutes. So in your packet is the meeting minutes from the January 9th, 2020 meeting as presented by management. Has the board had a chance to review the minutes? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would entertain a motion to approve them. Motion so to approve. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 
Next, we have review and consider December 2019 and January 2020 unaudited financials. In your packet are the January uh, January 9th, or December 2019 and January 2020 unaudited financials. Has the board had a chance to review these? These were sent. Uh, I'll wait for a motion. Have you guys had a chance to review these? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll move that we accept the uh, January financials as presented. And the December 2019. In December. Thank you. I will second. Okay. What I was going to say, and I wanted to wait for the motion, is that the board of directors received these about a couple of weeks ago. So they had ample time to review them. It's not that we just open up the packet right now and look at them or, or just, just rubber stamp them. Okay. They were received a couple of weeks ago. It was, I heard a homeowner had questions about that. Uh, if anybody would like to chime in at what they yep. do to review the financials. Oh, speak up. I was going to ask if any of the board had any comments that they'd like to say what they do when they review the financials, things they look at in particular. We have a balance sheet here. We have the uh, bank accounts themselves with all the checks. Mark and I come in each week to sign the checks, so we're very familiar with uh, what checks we're signing. In addition to that, before we even sign the checks, the uh, check run is sent out to the board of directors each week that lists all the checks that are being signed along with the invoices or the payment schedule. So we know what we're signing for, or we can ask, hey, what is this for? Or what is that for? And there's time involved in that because sometimes it might be 10 checks and sometimes it seems like 25 or something, but you go through it and you so you know what you're signing for, ask questions uh, and get complete understanding. Then when we receive this, um, financial statements, then again, that has the balance sheet in there. Um, it goes over the, the, the um, what has been spent, where <coughs> we're sitting at, etc. And I just want to say that for clarification, that it's not just, oh, here it is, rubber stamp it. We each take the time to go through it. With that, any further discussion? Okay, uh, all through, uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Uh, next, we have the treasurer's report. Okay. Mark? Um, we, we break down the treasurer's report between Providence Master Plan and then two <coughs> benefited communities, Easton Place and Oxford Commons. So for the Providence Master Plan community, our total operating revenue year-to-date, then this is through January uh, 31st, 2020. Our total operating revenue is 296021 our total operating expenses was $787,238 for a deficit of $491,217. And this is the resultances that we paid for the uh, Huckleberry Park. So if you take that out, we're, we're very much in line with our budget. For Easton Place, total operating revenue is $1,385 year-to-date. Operating expenses, $1,148 with a net operating income of $237. Oxford Commons, total operating revenue is 4429 total expenses, $1,440, with a net income of $2,989. For our um, unpaid assessments, um, Providence, as year-to-date, has billed $3,872,592, and we have unpaid assessments. Well, this is actually through the end of last year, because We've only got the January uh, financials, so anything that is unpaid over 
30, 30 days is considered delinquent. And with January, we don't have any. So that's why I'm doing the December. So as of the end of the year, Providence had an unpaid assessment of only 1.72%. Easton Place had an unpaid assessment of 4.5. Oxford Commons, 1.72 for an overall total of 1.74% of unpaid assessments, which, which is excellent. Now, there's been a lot said about how we manage the reserves. And I'd just like to go through, since we've, since the homeowners have taken over the board, and where we've been at. Um, our first reporting was in January of 2016, and we were funded at 103%. And I'm just gonna read off the, we were meeting usually every other month, so I'm just gonna read to you the totals from my report. So for 2016, it was started out 103, then 130, 124, 127%, 126, 127, and then in January of 17, we were 127. And then in March 17, we were 99%. And then through the year of, of uh, 17, we were 98, 96, 98, 98, 99. And then in January of, nine, nine, uh, nine, or, I'm sorry, 2018, we were at 99%. Then we went down in March to 76%, then May 70, 75%, July 70 then 68 and 66. But during that time, we had um, to make repairs and replacements of items that were not, mostly that were not scheduled in the reserve study that equaled 156,207 uh, for 18. And then starting in 19, we were at 67% in January then we went up to 79%, and in, in May we were at 80%, 80%. Then we had some problems come up, and then in July it went down to 69, then 68, 68, and then in January of 2020 we were at 67%. And so the total expenses of, again, mostly non-scheduled repair and replacement items totaled for 2019, 106,503. So over a two-year period, we had um, $262,711.48 uh, of mostly non-scheduled items hit our reserves. And then on top of that, we are facing in 2020, $213,000 for irrigation repair for the first phase. So in a little over two years, we've had a hit of unscheduled items of $475,711. So obviously this is going to affect our percentage. Now, right now, also, at the beginning of a new year, the amount of to be 100% funded changes in the study. And from 20, or 19 to 20, the requirement went up 260,000. So we've got that on top of that. So right now, as of January, we're at 52.6%. But we're also slated to add 516,000 um, to the reserves during 2020. So with all our expenses and what we project, we should be at around 65% at the end of the year. Now, we've got another thing that's gonna lower that as well. Because of Huckleberry Park, we're gonna have it. So our reserve amount that we should have is gonna be more than, than what we're working on now. 
to be 100%. So it's going to take some time, but we've, we put things in place to, to get us where we need to be, but it's not going to be a, a fast process. Probably in, and during 2021, we should get back to where we were supposed to be. That's my report. Thank you, Mark. So we can go back to... Yes, let's go back to the bids for the bollard replacement. Two bids. And, okay. Thank you. Part of the motion was to table them to the Correct. May meeting so that the board has had a chance to review both proposals in depth and not just take the number. Okay. All right. Um, other business. We have the next board meeting is May 14th, 2020. And we'll back to the resident open forum. This is your time to speak on any matter related to the Providence HOA. Again, three minutes per person to a maximum of 30 minutes. Uh, although I asked the board we had, what, four extra minutes that we could tack on from the previous session? I make a motion that we add that in. I'll second. So I think Rob, Rob is first. So, so we'll just, we have to go to the sheet there. Well, Rob was going to speak and I asked him the way. But is he on the list? Rob, did you sign in? Yes. Okay. Um, I would rec my recommendation to the board would be that you do go in the order of the individuals that signed in and request it to be heard because of the fact that we did that for your first one. Okay. Uh, when addressing the board, please remember to state your name and which sub-association you live in. I'm sorry, so, there's some discrepancy on the order. Sorry about that. Right. So, who, so the first, first individual up would be Erica Woolley unless you... Unless you Have you spoken, correct, Erica? Uh, I had a question. But I don't he seems The next individual is Katie Hedman. Okay. Um, this is kind of a laundry list. 
the, the meeting minutes, I'm a little confused. You guys approved the loan in on the 24th of January for, I, took, I, I assume you took action in lieu of a meeting? To, to, to correct, to clarify what was going on. That's confusing me. They approved the loan in December. It you raised an issue about whether they approved the corporate resolution correctly, or Mr. Chapman did. That's what they went back and made sure. I believe they did it correctly, but they did a unanimous consent in January to ratify what they did before. So, but they did it on the 24th outside of a meeting. Yes, they did it by written consent. The law says the board's allowed to act that way, unless your documents state otherwise. And they did what they're supposed to do by telling you at the next regular meeting, they did it. Okay. Because uh, I just wanted to comment at the last meeting, I was told that that wasn't approved yet, and that was a January meeting. So that that was not, you guys had actually approved it because you signed them on the 19th of December. At the January meeting, you said, oh no, we haven't approved anything. And then on the 24th, outside of the meeting, you went ahead and approved it. And tonight, you're you're basically doing um, a catch-up for the stuff you didn't do right in the first place. I just want to put that out there. Just to respond, we don't believe it's a catch-up. We believe they did it correctly. And we also believe that what they responded to on the tape mm -hmm. was fine. So okay. there's a disagreement, and that's fine. We'll agree to disagree on that. That's fine. Uh, my, my other thing I brought up at the last meeting, and I've been through the uh, minutes of the last meeting, and again to Michael, the way they're doing their uh, minutes are they're, they're putting the motion and who seconded, and then it just says motion approved by the board. The statute says they're supposed to have, a, they're supposed to identify the vote of the individuals. So it should say motion approved by unanimously, or if somebody doesn't approve, um, then that name should be there that, that doesn't vote to approve that. That's not happening in minutes. So I would ask you to. Tell that's them fine. You're correct. So if they haven't been doing that, they should put the word unanimously. Tonight, everything's passed unanimously. If somebody were to say it goes four to one or three to two, mm -hmm. it should be in the minutes. Three votes. Who, who voted for and who didn't? All the meetings previous January, because I haven't seen in January, don't say that. So you okay. don't, you're assuming. I, I haven't seen them, but you're correct. Okay. I'm correct on a couple of things. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, is that the last meeting, um, I, I brought the question in, in your contract for CCMC, they get 1% of any projects. And since a park project is like 4.6 4, 4. million, 1% be 46,000. Now, Larry said that CCMC waived that fee. Because uh, I'm getting deer in the headlight looks. I don't know anything about that. Sir. Yeah, I know, I just was to the board. I'm getting deer in the headlight looks. That's $46,000. He said that they waived it. But that should be in a meeting minute somewhere because uh, we want to hold them to that. We don't want to pay them forty-six thousand dollars for, a, you know, to do whatever they're going to do in a project. If you guys don't know that's in the um, contract, you better get the contract out and read it because there's a lot of stuff in there that you guys are getting. In my opinion, you're getting ripped off. Thank you, Scott, very much. Okay, next Who's thing. Next? Who is next? Oh, I'm sorry. Can I take Katie's three minutes or can I steal so three minutes? She gave it to the other person. Okay. When when they get to that name, then we'll get to give them back to you. Okay, so I gotta sit back now? Correct. Okay. I don't wanna give me any more time. All right. No, I give you as much time as you're uh, welcome to. I'll, I'll be back. Yes, sir. <laughs> Joe Van Dyke. <coughs> and then on deck will be Laura Chapman. So first I just want to point out, like we've already talked about, Erica tried to mention it that 
for the last couple months that I've actually started paying attention to what's going on in Providence. Uh, I've heard from all five of you that you want more uh, participation from homeowners. And like Erica mentioned, it's super frustrating that we have openings on several committees. And previously, you guys set a precedent that you were just going to put on whoever put in first. I'm on the list for the finance committee. I submitted an interest letter just yesterday. She submitted hers several months ago. There's no reason that you should be debating between us. She's been interested for longer than I have. That seems like common sense to me. It's very difficult when you sit up there and say that you want us to participate, and then you do what you just did. So that's step one. Um, Issue number two that I have, uh, I'm a police officer at Metro. I wanted to spend some time talking about uh, courtesy patrol and why I think they're useless. But since I'm now being timed, uh, I, I uh, would rather not talk about that because I have a hard time convincing people of that, even though I've been a cop for seven years. It's fine. Everybody has difference of opinions. I'm not worried about that. And after I heard Mark's uh, statement about the Treasury reports, I feel like it's more important to point out some basic math that I heard in his numbers. Uh, he, he just got done telling us that over the last two years, there are approximately $475,000 in unscheduled projects. Problem one, why were they unscheduled? Why did we not know that these were projects that were coming up? Uh, that's issue one that I have. Maybe we need to use a different company for these reserve studies or whatever, because that shouldn't be happening. Maybe that's normal for HOAs. I don't know. But $475,000 over two years. But over three years, you shorted the contributions $11,500 per month. Simple math, Mark, tells me that that's $414,000. So how can you tell me that this happened because of $475,000 in unexpected expenses when over two years you neglected the reserve by $414,000? Granted, that's not four seventy-five, dollars but it's a pretty good start. That's all I got. Someone else can have my money. Yes. Did you want to talk um, about you currency, control? currency control costs in writing? I'd like to hear them. In writing? Can you email the board? Sure. The board I would. I would love to. I'd appreciate that. We'd all like to. I would like to talk, but well, you have some time. Do you want to talk? I'd like to email the board the thoughts. I'd like to read them. You can share them with everybody. I'm sure. Yes, to go the end of you're up, Laura. Thank you. Okay. Who's after Laura? This again is from my husband, and I can't talk as fast as you. So I get. I, I know I'm saying. I'm from Kate. Oh my God, girlfriend. Okay. This is from Bill. On tonight's agenda, under action items B, acknowledge the homeowner correspondence alleging violations of law. My husband is the one that made that complaint. The correspondence is from Phil Chapman. It was sent to the board on January 22nd as a prerequisite for filing complaints with the Nevada Real Estate Division Ombudsman. The board did not respond to him within the 10-day period in which the law requires them to respond, so he filed his complaints with the Ombudsman's office. He still has not been informed of their decision by the office on this matter. Here are his complaints. On December 19th, Director Walt D Directors Walt Dietrich and Mark Myers fraudulently signed a document titled Corporate Resolutions for Association Loan as part of a loan and security agreement between the Association and Mutual of Omaha Bank. That document contained the following certification in caps. It is hereby certified that the foregoing resolutions were adopted at a meeting of the board held in accordance with governing documents and applicable law. At the time they signed that document, Dietrich and Myers knew that the, re the referenced resolutions had never been presented for consideration and approval at a regular meeting of the board. By signing this document containing a material 
statement of fact, which they knew to be false, Dietrich and Myers committed fraud on Mutual of Omaha Bank and violated their fiduciary duty to the association under NRS 116.3103, pursuant to the CCNRs 19.4A3 and NRAD Form 530. His proposed remedy to this matter is to be referred to the Commission for a hearing in accordance with NAC 116.553 and imposition of sanctions as deemed appropriate following that hearing. At the board's meeting on January 9th, during the initial member comment period, an association member, Scott Hedlund, asked the board to state the status of the amount of the association's loan to finance Huckleberry Park. Director Walt Dietrich responded only that the loan has not been finalized. That was a lie. Dietrich should have said that he and Director Mark Myers had signed the loan and security agreement and promissory note on behalf of the association on December 19, 2019, and that the loan was a credit line in the amount of $1.5 million. When Dietrich failed to answer Hedlund's question truthfully, Myers, because he had so signed the document in question, had a fiduciary duty to the association's members to correct him. Myers, however, just sat there silent. By deliberately de deceiving Hedlund and the other members of the association present at the meeting, Thank you, Laura. I thought I got it. So, Laura, go ahead then. Did I get, do I get three more minutes still? Yeah, please still? proceed. I'm going as fast as I can, doggone. All right, Dietrich and Myers violated their fiduciary duty to the association present at the meeting. Um, let's see, the association under NRS, CR 19.483, and the association NRS, NRED Form 530. My proposed remedy is that Dietrich and Myers, at their own expense and without filing a claim with the association DNO insurance carrier, send a letter to each member of the association stating how they misled those members present at the January meeting and the association and explaining the details of the loan as, should, as they should have done at the meeting. Otherwise, I propose that this matter be referred to the commission for a hearing in accordance with NAC 116.553. And impose an imposition, imposition of sanctions as deemed appropriate from that hearing. I have also filed complaints against the community manager, Larry Hartman, for unprofessional conduct for, for allowing Mark and Walt to fraudulently sign loan documents and for failing to correct Walt's lie at the January board meeting. We all know that Larry knew Walt was tell not telling the truth because the at the recording of the meeting, after Walt says the loan has not been finalized, you can hear Larry quietly tell him, yes, it has. It did not work, however. I say it loud enough that the members in the audience to hear, nor did he speak up to correct the record after Walt repeated the lie. I give my time to whoever needs it. Larry, can I just get one thing about the timing so you understand? Uh, the reason they, they haven't responded is the association has time to respond until later in March, so they won't make a decision on your husband's complaint until the association responds. So that's why that you said at the beginning, they haven't responded yet. The next individual is Steve Ginsburg. Yeah, I see my time to uh, leave So. <laughs> okay, the, the 46K, has that been waived? Yes. 
Is it in writing somewhere? I will put it in a memo to the board tomorrow. I would have thought it's been two months since the last meeting, so I, I would hope so. Um, the, there's also a question. I know there's a complaint about the reminder fee that, that CCMC charges. Do you guys realize that probably when you send out statements, probably a quarter of the homeowners don't actually pay it, so they send out a reminder notice? They're making about $31,000 off of that. That, that goes right in their pockets. So if you guys want to, if somebody comes in here and says, I have a, I have an extenuating circumstance where I could pay my assessments on time, if you guys waive that reminder fee, the association pays it, not the management company. So when you, when you go after your next contract, hopefully you'll actually look at it and make sure. And I'll, I want to thank Mr. Vice President for getting off Candy Crush or whatever was on there. That's very disrespectful. Yeah. My daughter's in the hospital. Don't fuck with me. My daughter's in the hospital. Don't fuck with me. That is enough. That is enough. We are going to conduct this meeting in a professional nature. Okay. If you guys, if we cannot conduct this meeting in a professional nature, then we will adjourn, adjourn the meeting to reconvene. Stop. You have the floor. Can I have my time here? You have the floor, Okay, I, I do want my time back. I didn't know that. I apologize for that, but you should have walked out of the room because we don't know that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the other thing is, too, is you guys can, you don't have to have Walt being the president every year. You can change. It sounds like he's putting his foot in his mouth more often than he needs to, and that's a reflection on all of you guys. That's why people are so upset. Um, and the community appointments, I don't know why you guys couldn't announce the names, so those of us might have known somebody, or we had some idea of how many people were trying to get in each committee. Um, the other thing is, too, is you guys seriously need to look at a change in management companies. You're paying over a million dollars a year for a CMC, CMCC, and you're not getting your money's worth. I, I can tell you that. Um, the, the question about the three bids, um, got two bids and one didn't respond. I believe, Michael, um, clarify this. You have to obtain three bids, not seek three bids. No, no. It's, it says if you seek bids, you need to seek at least three. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's situations where they don't. Well, and I understand that, but that's a pretty standard electrical. There's all kinds of electrical companies. That's, I'm different, that's a different issue than what the law says. Well, you're asking me about the law. Those are I, I'm going by what I get from the seminars that we go through is that I've been told you have to get actually get three bids. No. Um, the other thing is, too, is I got a question about Easton Place and Oxford Commons, their equity. How can they have equity or rebuild? They're, they don't legally exist if you look in the Secretary of State's. Are they neighborhoods? They are they're deemed benefited. cost centers, yeah. They're benefited neighborhoods, so they are deemed a cost center. Okay. Developers often do that instead of creating a sub-association. They will create a neighborhood and require the master to collect extra funds for them and charge them for things that just are but, there. But when I look at the financials, there's no way for me to tell what's being spent on those communities. Because they're all called people. You just read them. Thank you, Scott. Well, I, you guys oh. cut me off before. And Thank you, Scott. Scott. Oh, wow. It's not your call, Mr. President. Can I go on with your next item? Okay. Um, by the way, that's it. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Scott, Scott. Can I ask the same thing I asked Joe? You had sure. some comments about CCMC without citing NRS code. You're professional paying your HOA business. Yes. Any email? No, spot? Absolutely. I'd like to hear. I, I, I can go through the contract, tell you all the stuff and get ripped off. No, I'm just like your general consultant. I don't, I don't need to. I've been emailing you guys on this for the last two months. So the next individual is Sherry Weiner. Okay. Gary Holdsworth. And on deck will be Leo Halley.
Alright, I was up here before. I just moved in. You know what? And like I said, I was president before and you know, I would love to support you guys. I come in here kind of neutral, watching, and I've seen stuff, and I go back and forth. First meeting I've been, and I'm looking at you guys going, wake up and, and stop being the combats here. You're supposed to represent us and help these people. You know what? The dudes went up. I think that's wrong. I just look, but I go, you know what? I'm, I'm on a fixed income. You want 120 bucks a year? That's the way it goes. It's not that big a deal. I'll make it. However, when I hear, because I was a business guy, and I'm going along with this gentleman over here, $470,000 in unknown? Holy crap, my boss would have been like, what are you doing? You can't go with unknowns somewhere. you got to figure out you're going to have a problem. And you know what? Look at it. And there's the biggest management problem I see. I've been saying, how do you get all these unknowns? What are you doing? How do you, if you're running a community, you've got to expect things. And you've got to put budgets in and have a little bit of leeway on it. And just stop being combative. Start saying, hey, you know what? You want a meeting in two weeks? Why don't we just get together and talk? Start listening more and stop being the combats. I'll support you. I don't care. But you've got to start listening. And you've got a lot of angry people. That's all I hear. And I, I just, God, please listen. That's all. You guys, I, I doubt it very. I know you're trying. I know you do. In your own right, I know you're trying. Everybody has their own, like you said, agree, disagree, whatever it is. But I think perhaps you feel back in a corner. And if you are, don't come out mad. Come out and say with the olive branch, what do we do to fix this? And fixing it is part of the money that everybody's putting out. And that's all it takes is to say, let's listen and try to fix this. you got a whole bunch of people here, and a lot of people are smart, including you guys. You wouldn't be sitting there if you weren't. So that's all. Just start listening a little more, make it a little easier, and stop being a combative stage. In 30 seconds, somebody else want it? And Thank you. By the way, oh, i got 27 seconds. The Courtesy Patrol. Let me go with this thing. <laughs> oh boy, that's going to be hard. At the very least, what did we? Did somebody say the eight hundred grand? Yeah. 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 Oh, ha! <laughs> I'll volunteer to run the volunteer program. Um, why don't we have at least cut it in half? They can volunteer some. You got you got volunteers running around. You know, put a little placard here, give them a little yellow airplane, throw them up in the car, and drive around. And I would like to see the report on what they've actually accomplished. But that's a Thank huge you, Gary. Yes, sir. Thank you. Leo Howley. Yep. And on Thanks, deck will be Lori Jamie. Uh, so, Leo Howley, over in Bradford. Um, so, I'll apologize for myself. I've been out, uh, out of state for about the past two years, with the exception of maybe a month. Uh, but I've been a homeowner here in Providence for about seven years now. Um, a little bit about me, I worked for the government for over a decade. I've been the point man on multi-billion dollar projects. I've gone ahead and I've ran nonprofit organizations, presided over nonprofit organizations that look over thousands uh, of folks' welfare. And then most recently, uh, about two and a half years ago, I was the president of our sub-association. Uh, so I come to you 
with that background. And just as a side note, we kept the reserve at 110%, usually just to watch out for some of those unknown variables. I know sometimes uh, people forget we're all people and nobody is incapable of making mistakes. Um, but me coming with all that background, I know what you're doing is a thankless job. So, so far, I guess I'll be the only one uh, up here who's going ahead and say thank you for what you have done thus far. Even if your tenure may or may not be cut short here in the next couple months or year or whatnot, uh, I've seen the growth of Providence over the past couple of years, and I do want to thank you guys for what you do because it is a thankless job, as you can tell by the next one. So, thanks. Thank you, Chris. Lori? Lori? And then Rod. Uh, okay. The way you just conducted this meeting was, was it very professional. In the very beginning, Neil addressed me, <coughs> and I have a question, and I'm not allowed to address him. The way you changed the rules for this meeting, even though in January you said that you would appoint the next person in line for the finance committee when there's an open spot, you're changing the rules as you go. So not only are you making things complicated for homeowners, you're changing it, and it's impossible to keep up with what you guys have as a standard and what the homeowners are trying to understand as a standard. So that only adds to our frustration. Eric, we should have been put on the finance committee today. There's an open spot. You didn't have to change the charter at all, and you're pushing things off, which is not right either. You're not accomplishing anything today. The next thing I'd like to point out is you have a proposal in front of you, or you should have at least seen um, my budget proposal. It's just mine. I just one person that went through the budget and tried to find things that would save the community money. Did you even look at it? Okay, there is over a million dollars in savings in that budget proposal. That, that is a huge amount of savings you could be putting towards the community instead of saying, we just won't spend it, we'll look at it at the end of the year. That doesn't make any sense to me. You need to move the money now because you guys are not looking at the big picture. You're short $500,000. So why aren't you looking at the big picture and then putting the piece of where it needs to go to solve that problem? You're not doing that. You're pushing everything off like it's gonna go away. And in the meantime, you're taking out a loan and raising dues. That's, that's irresponsible financially. That is not how you should go about handling your budget. So I beg you to look at the proposal. There's a lot in there that can be cut or shaved down. And I'd like to clarify that I never, ever once suggested we cut everything out. We either need to cut it down or remove it temporarily until our finances are back in order. I do know what I'm doing. I have done this before. So the, brief, the fact that you're not taking me seriously is just that you don't think I know what I'm doing or anyone else that might be looking at the budget. And it concerns us because you're not taking us seriously. I'm going to say this to mom. We apologize. I don't appreciate the outburst, but if anyone had known that, nobody would fault you for it. So we apologize. But we're glad that you're here. And if it were me, I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, Lord. Rod, Adam, and then on deck will be Ben Peppa. Hi, folks. I'm Rod Adams. I live in Chestnut Hill. Um, been on various committees for eight years, DRC, Lifestyle, which it took me two years to get on, by the way, uh, the Election Committee, and the NAC, John Sherry. Um, last year, as part of the Lifestyle Committee, 
the red, white, and bruise event raised $7,000 for Operation Homefront. That's a, a veterans charity you probably all know. Uh, that was headed up both by myself and Howard Dow, who did a great job, and also Jenna, who's not here. Um, due to the current climate, we have lopped off $80,000, as we've discussed tonight, off of the lifestyle events, and we will continue to look at that and cut where we need to, whether it's segments of events or events. But people need to look at the minutes. It's all in there, how many people attended. The surveys are all documented. They don't need to be put out on Facebook, which is the erroneously, uh, there's the erroneous stuff on Facebook. So go look at the minutes of all these lifestyle, DRC, whatever, and you'll get the exact minutes of what's going on. In 2017, I worked with Neil Merrill. We redefined the traditions program. Uh, we brought more revenue in. We got more sponsorships. You'll see them in the Providence magazines. And I thank Neil. Neil headed that uh, committee. Um, in 2015, I was on the election committee. And we rejected a proposal to count the ballots by a contractor. And we saved all of us over $10,000. And that has happened every time we've had an election. We have volunteers like Sherry and myself and other folks that aren't here tonight that count the ballots, and that saves us a lot of money. Um, water, we've, we've installed smart water throughout the community, and we've saved thousands of dollars in our smart water bill, and these guys have done that. They also saved us electric by installing LED lighting throughout the community, and we also did it, I worked with Walt when I was on the HOA for Chestnut Hill, and we saved Chestnut Hill many thousands of dollars by installing LED lighting in the community, and I'm glad to see uh, that Providence has done it. We've saved Goku money there. Every time we get the attorney involved, that costs money. So all these folks saying, oh, with this money, that money, every time we get this gentleman involved, that costs us money. And I, I, I wanna know, how much money we've spent this gentleman over the last four months. So I, I will send you an email on that. Do you have that number there? Not, no, yeah. not at the top of my head. That's fine. Also, one last thing, if I can have a moment. The uh, volunteer event. I'm sorry. You cut off everybody else. Yeah, we're cutting off. Time. We're cutting off. We're going to the next name. Thank you, Scott. The next individual I said is Ben Tesla. Just one last thing. If, if volunteers, I, I apologize, Rod. I believe okay. we do have to volunteers be paid five dollars an hour for their dish. Ben Tesla. Okay. Okay. Quick question for you. I had uh, emailed Larry over a letter to the board asking questions about the fees that are listed in the management contract. And within 24 hours, I received a response from Michael Schulman's, uh, one of Michael Schulman's coworkers, Gary Kerr, saying that the board had reviewed my requests and denied them, and that was the end of the sentence. So have any of you read that letter? <coughs> You're like yes. Okay, just that's all I want. Okay. The next individual is um, Callie Rhodes. And then um, Michael Christensen. Hi, my name is 
Kaylee Groves. I am a member of the Brad U community. Um, I have been a financial statement auditor for the last four years. I have specialized in employee benefit plans, which to those of you who don't know, has a very, very, very high threshold for the judiciary's responsibility. They are very strict on those people, and as they should be, they are handling other people's money and making sure that their retirement or their health and welfare plan is working correctly. I have some questions. Um, I noted in the agenda that it stated unaudited financials. So is there an audited financial? Yes. When is that audit conducted? The audit must be completed by July 31st. Okay, so has that audit started? So the association has engaged Hilbert and Lean CPAs to okay. conduct the 2019 audit. Now, were they the same group that did the reserve study? The reserve study is done by Complex Solutions. That's done by the group. Okay. So have we informed the CPA yet about the allegation of fraud with the line of credit? The information will be provided to the CPA once we receive the information that they request. Okay. So are you not coming and telling the CPA this right off the bat? The because CPA kind of has something they need to know. The CPA has been looped in on that. They idea. have been looped in on that. Okay, good to know. So I had another question about the finance committee. Is there some sort of qualifications you're looking for or criteria that hasn't been met tonight and that's why we're not putting somebody on? I, I just kind of need to understand what what's really going on. I need a little bit of transparency here. Thank you. I, I'm waiting for a response. <laughs> I'll be happy to respond. It, it was my motion to, to wait till May. Uh, no, nothing specific about the criteria of the people who were applying. We have an open spot. We have three people. We have, I don't know if you're aware, four. Tasha's brand new. We have four new staff members. And that's why I asked Lori the question. The Finance Committee's next very important thing is the 2021 budget. That's going to happen in July. I've asked that we wait till May. That's my reason. I, I, I disagree with that. In my experience, you generally want to have people get as familiar as possible. They, they, they've been attending as guests, and they have all the information. There. Again, but that's a little bit different than interacting with the committee themselves. I think that's a very different dynamic. And I think that's a very bad decision in choosing not to fill it now. You have three people. Put one of them on tonight. And I think that you choosing not to, and then kind of just trying to shove it under the rug, is making me wonder why. It makes me feel like there's something we're trying to uh, hide. So would you? Uh, yeah, two of us. Two of us will drop ours. Oh, I'll drop mine too. Yeah. Yeah. So if we have people drop and there's only one person there, will you put that one person on the committee tonight? We can't. <laughs> I try. I try, but there we go. We have it on the record. Thank you. We offer solutions. Thank you. Who's next? Mike Christensen, and then the and then Linda Burks is on deck. Mike Christensen, and I'm in the Somerset committee. And I just want to say that I asked for some ownership in the last meeting, and uh, I believe that I've seen some efforts to change. A lot of the discussions these people are bringing up were happened prior to uh, the meeting we had in, in January. Um, I called the security people, and I think the security people are like the TSA. They aren't any safe, but they make people feel good. And there's a price to feel good. I asked them to stop by my house up out of the country for three, three weeks. Safe part of the country as in New Zealand, so don't worry about me. But um, they said they would they would at least drive by my house more often and make sure that nothing was going on. The guy was very friendly, and and so I want to tell you that I appreciate at least the interaction that I got, the appearances that we're trying to make a difference. And so I realize these these people are talking; they know a lot more about it than I. I'm just the guy that writes the check. 
I believe that you guys are going in the right direction, and I want to let you know that I support you from the knowledge that I have. We'll continue to move forward with that. So thank you for your time. And assuming that's been one minute fifty-six, you can um, Linda Burke. asking if we missed anybody because what's that?
Um, first of all, I just wanted to challenge you about this whole thing about not appointing somebody to the finance committee, because what I'm hearing you say is that you already voted on this, or made the motion, but I, if I'm not mistaken, your motion was about expanding the number of committee members, which is different okay. than appointing so, people. The motion is to consider her spot in May, and perhaps simply consider changing the charter to have more members. So two things, not one. Okay, that's not the way I heard it, but all right. Another point I wanted to make, um, I listened to the notes from the reporting from the um, finance committee. And one thing I just wanted to point out, and granted I will admit that this was two years ago, so maybe Securitas would say this was different, but one of the points that Larry made about Securitas and their role, and personally I haven't made up my mind, I, I don't have a strong opinion about their control, but one of the things that he said was that they serve to take statements from people. When my mom was hit in a crosswalk two years ago, they came and they heard the guy admit that he was at fault. The police came, didn't hear that, and would not do anything. And I at least felt confident that, okay, the Providence people could back us on this. At the meeting that I came to after that, I talked to whoever the guy was that's the head of this, and he told me, sorry, there's nothing I can give you, there's no report, there's nothing. He said he couldn't even provide documentation that they came to that incident. So that was very discouraging for me to hear that that's one of the services that they offer. And in a critical situation like that, they came and just basically stood there and apparently for no purpose, they did nothing. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is I'd like to know if there is some way to formally request that, and I posted something about this on Facebook today and I emailed it to Larry about the issue of live streaming or something of these meetings. Personally, I am in one of those categories that is a vulnerable category for coronavirus right now. And I was put in the position of feeling like if I don't come, then y'all take that as meaning people aren't speaking up, so you, they must be in agreement. I've heard that before, that people don't show up to the meetings, and so that must mean that essentially people are in agreement with everything. I came, as you've seen, I've been sitting in the back. I'm sure there are other people that are in that category as well. But I don't think, even before that, I think Facebook streaming and whatever would be very appropriate for this because of accessibility. But I think especially at a time like this, that I shouldn't have to make that choice between when the CDC is telling me I shouldn't be going to places like this, but I know that if I don't, if all of us chose not to, then y'all would be saying, obviously people are happy with things or don't have any complaints. So I would like for the board to seriously look into some way to change that so that people can participate remotely. Are you aware that you can reach Larry by email and the entire board by email to share your thoughts at any time? I am, but how does that help with, that's not reciprocal. I mean, yeah, that was Larry's canned response that it, it I helps sent to that. other people was that I can get the recording and everything, but that doesn't help for me to say like to you. We, we receive the message directly versus a unofficial to Providence Facebook page that is not monitored or responded to by us. So if you have something to say. And that, and that was the message was about why can't we Facebook stream it? And I did post it on Facebook. I'm not talking about I'm, all, I'm, I'm talking about groups. Okay, the I'm other stuff I, I didn't put in Facebook. I'm saying what I put on Facebook was about the why can't we stream. I'd appreciate if you'd email your thoughts if you have them on suggestions, whatever you have. Please do that, and anyone should do that. I don't get a lot of email, very few, from residents to our board email address. I didn't even know y'all had email addresses. So we all have an email address if you wanted to individually email someone on the board, and the board as a whole has a board email address that everyone will get that email, uh, including Larry if you send it to that email address. Please, that, that's how we hear from people, not Facebook posts on unofficial pages. Please do if you have something to share. Thank you, Angela. 
With that, we'll close the resident open forum and I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. 7.55 p.m. Thank you. No, what we should do is...